Welcome to the Beauty Talk Podcast, where we feature how the best medical practitioners help their patients to look better, younger, and healthier. Now, enjoy the show, and here's your host. Daniel Gao here. I'm the host of Beauty Talk, where we feature the top medical practitioners in health and beauty, both inside and out. I have Katie Sweetman from Sweet Talks. She is a nurse practitioner and owner of Sweet Talks in Wisconsin. She started Sweet Talks back in 2017 as a solopreneur after a bad day in the ICU and continues to expand her brand and business exponentially. This year, she purchased a 16,000 square foot building and continues to expand her staff, services, and leadership. Katie is passionate about achieving the best experience for her patients and is committed to creating a positive, supportive work environment for her staff and team. She continues to seek opportunities to improve her leadership, operations, and maintain a culture of excellence. So Katie, welcome on the show and glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, so let's dive right into it. How did you get interested in aesthetics? And I really want to hear about your story about that bad day in the ICU. Yeah, it was it was one to remember. I started off in the ICU right off the bat out of nursing school. And I, I really enjoyed the fast paced environment and saving a lot of lives because a lot of miracles happen in the ICU, that's for sure. But we had this one patient that I knew was kind of declining and I kept asking for help from a lot of physicians and I wasn't being heard. And I felt kind of like the difference that I was making in the ICU just wasn't as impactful as what I thought when I went into nursing that I would be doing. So I went home after we ended up, this this poor patient ended up passing away that night. And I went home and I was really flustered. I, I remember like sitting in the shower crying. I was so upset over this patient that we had lost. And I Googled happiest nurse, nursing jobs and aesthetic nursing had popped up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I knew I wanted to do. I had always been really into makeup growing up and it just was like one of those aha moments. So I I tried to get a job and no one would hire me. So I decided to start my own business. And I I did that before even injecting one unit of tox. Oh, wow. (laughs) So yeah, then it kind of just became truthfully such a passion of mine. The connection that I was able to create with my patients and the impact that I was making in the community, it was it was pretty magical and it's just kind of snowball affected since then. Wow, that's a great story as far as how you got into it. Now, yeah. now that you have this practice, uh, what are what are some of the most popular treatments that your patients come to you for? And also, why do you think those are some of the most popular ones? Yeah, so we have a really young patient population at Sweet Talks, and I think it's because of the environment that we've built here of really fun, inclusive, and we really strive to have a kind of a different feel on the medical field where sometimes it can feel a little sterile, but we do a lot of lip injections and a lot of tox-related treatments that are really on the preventative side. We typically err on the side of less is more, looking very natural, and our young patients and our old patients, but our all of our patients really appreciate that. But I would say the, the, the things that we are doing the most is lips and tox. I specialize in more full face and we just started bringing on facials and lasers this year and they are starting to take off. So I bet one those, if you ask me next year, I'm sure we'll be saying some kind of facial because it is taking off like crazy. 
Okay, got it. So now that you're bringing these new uh, treatments into your practice, are there any new or emerging treatments that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think the future of aesthetics lies in biostimulation and kind of getting our body to do as much as possible uh, when it comes to building collagen and really anti-aging on the cellular level. So I think the future of anti-aging and beauty really lies deeper within us and has to do with our body doing some of the work for it for, to get us to that anti-aging place. So I'm really big on the PRF, the Sculptra, the threads, anything that biostimulates, but then also really excited about the potential of kind of cellular remodeling and anti-aging with our body through a series of, of what we eat or supplements and IVs and kind of utilizing our own body to create these youthful, youthful results. So I'm excited about the future of that. Yeah, I'm starting to see more and more practices talking about regenerative medicine, anti-aging, and it just seems like that's kind of the, the next wave of what people are looking for, not only the more natural results, but how do you have your body fix itself? Right. And you think about especially how much it aligns with the medical aesthetic field is we're making our patients feel really good of their appearance and what they feel like on, or what they look like on the outside. But there's a whole nother side of anti-aging and feeling beautiful and good on the inside too. So those two things really mix and, and combine really beautifully for medical aesthetics. So I'm really excited that we get to kind of bring in a, a even more medical aspect to, to this specialty field that we're in. Got it. Now, I want to go a little bit more into what differentiates your practice from other people in the industry. There was one thing that uh, that you put in the introduction was culture, which I actually uh, I know it's very important, but very few businesses actually talk about culture. Like you think about, oh, core values should have core values, but when business but businesses just do it for the sake of it. But you really made a point that culture is really important in our business. So could you talk a little bit more about how culture really differentiates you? Yeah, I. I... I think that this is this is so important and so kind of niche to this field because we are first and foremost we're medical providers and a lot of us owners are medical professionals and not business owners we didn't climb corporate ladder to understand what it means to have a good culture or to lead our teams so I, I quickly realized this disconnect that was in the medical aesthetic field and I was like, wow, I'm running this business. I keep adding on these people because organically we are all growing so fast. But it's like, I don't know how to effectively communicate with my team here. So as soon as I realized that in order to expand and in order for me to be truthfully the most successful that I can be, I realized how important it was that I not only led my team appropriately and gave them the opportunity to grow it professionally and personally, but also having this beautiful place where my, my staff feels really comfortable working and really loves coming to work, that comes through in the patient experience as well. So everything is interconnected when you have this real culture of excellence and everyone is on the same page fighting for the same thing. Fighting isn't a great word, but working towards a common goal of, of excellence. And I truly feel like that's what's going to differentiate really successful med spas in the future because you have you have these all of these med spas that are coming to the table and 
how are they, how are we going to differentiate ourselves? We have to have a really solid workplace with solid people who are going to take care of our patients in the best way possible. And that starts with who's at the top. And that starts with leadership and enforcing and holding people accountable to core values, to what you believe in and, and making sure that everyone is playing their, their part appropriately. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Now you have this new space that you just got this year. So, I mean, 16,000 square feet, that's a big space. And I mean, it sounds like your, your business is keeps growing and growing. So please talk a little bit about that, like kind of what led to that, that big jump in the growth of your business. Yeah. So I kind of felt like we did not need this amount of space. We weren't originally looking for this amount of space. It kind of fell into our hands because it was just happened to be the perfect building in the perfect place with all the things I wanted. But what I will say is I really wanted to focus on the patient experience and making sure that it was the same throughout. So I was really thinking about, do I wanna do multiple locations? Do I want to do um, a big building? And I ended up landing on one Mecca where I can make sure that my culture, my excellence, my patient experience is all consistent. And I did not wanna lose that portion of, of what makes Sweet Talks, Sweet Talks. And so I decided on getting this huge building and we're just going to continue to add on providers and where I can be here, I can make sure that we we have the right leadership structure in place. We have organized meetings in place. All of those things mean a lot. And I think that coming to the conclusion of having this huge building really had to do with consistency of the culture and making sure that our patient experience was going to be well we wanted it to be excellent at all times and i'm thinking gosh i have to travel around the state to make sure that all of these things are going to be working then I, it's going to be it's just not going to be as good as i think it could be so really working on this mecca headquarters of sweet tax getting that right and then looking to expand in the future um, in a different way once we know we can run a well-oiled machine that is flawless got it now are there any other differentiating factors that you would say we talked about you being getting this new space culture which is a big part of it are there any other differentiating factors that you would say that was really kind of led your practice to stand out from everyone else yeah i i think being very unique and being individualized and really seeing a vision and following it and not following what others are doing is really important to being successful in this field because everyone has something. I mean, our clearly we're pink, we're very pink in minded, but we stick to our brand, we stick to our roots and we treat our patients like they are our best friends or our family and we're creating community, truthfully trying to do and make the the specialty bigger than just getting tox or filler. I want it to feel like our patients are part of something bigger. And when they do, they they really are more loyal to you, but then you create something bigger too. You impact the communities, you're impacting lives. And I think that that really can differentiate a, a med spa. But on top of all that, I still believe in culture first and foremost and believing in leadership and investing in your own team and investing in yourself to not only be the best leader that you can be, but to give them the opportunity opportunities to grow in leadership and in communication as well, because that only makes us as business owners more successful too. Fantastic. Now, when it comes to, I wanna talk about your patients for a second. Uh, how do you approach educating your patients about the services you offer and the benefits? As I'm sure you get some people that just 
they don't know what they're looking for, or maybe they they believe they know what they're looking for, but it's really not the right fit for them. Yeah, I think it's really important that we always, of course, everyone probably feels this way, but that we're putting that patient first. So when a patient comes in and is asking for something, having the tools to communicate our no and our why, or what is best for them and why that is, I always like to turn it to the patient as to why it's best for that patient. Nothing that I do is for me or is for money. It is all for that patient. And I think that it's really easy to educate a patient when you have their best interests. When you know that this patient can't spend a lot of money and wants to look younger, you can utilize all of these different things that this patient is telling you and create this wonderful journey for them that goes according to what their goals are. And so I truly think that our, one of our biggest things that we say is your goals are our goals. When you listen to that patient and you hear what their goals are, then you can really create the perfect kind of treatment plan for those patients. And education is what we do. We don't sell, we educate our patients. And when you truthfully educate, then you and that patient can come together and come up with a collaborative plan together rather than you just sparking off like what you want to do. And I think that that's when it's the most successful is when your patient has that buy-in, you have that buy-in because you guys created this plan together based on what both of you think is best for each other. Got it. Now, I'm sure that some of these patients that come in have some misconceptions about what it is you do or the service you provide. So could you share some of those common misconceptions uh, that some of your patients come into you with in their mindset? Yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of misconceptions comes from the idea that a lot of people can look really fake or unnatural or that they don't need to start doing any treatments until they start seeing aging happening. And I think that's probably the biggest misconception, having a younger patient population. We have girls and guys who come in who are like, Ooh, I, I was told by my mom that I don't need to do this because I'm 30 years old only and I don't need to do this. When in reality, we know that starting in your 20s is going to, you're going to need a lot less. You're going to need to spend a lot less money. You're going to need to do it less often. So we know that that is kind of a, a, mis a common misconception. I think another misconception that I see that I don't see a lot of different med spas speaking to very often is the backside of things that goes through a provider as they're coming up with the dosing they do, the, the technique, the patterns. And sometimes it's too much for our followers to understand if we, a lot of my followers are just interested in talks, but they don't know what goes into pricing out our talks or the level of expertise that really goes into how we do our treatments. And I think that that's something that's hard for me to communicate when it comes to, oh, I'm reconstituting this in three different ways for your one treatment. No one understands that. So I think it's really hard to show your expertise to those patients when it can get really technical and medical. Okay, got it. Now, when it comes to talking about that misconceptions, um, could you talk a little bit about what is the biggest difference between uh, the treatments that medical spas provide and traditional cosmetic surgery? Mm, yeah, I think they go hand in hand for a lot of people. So I think that we as providers in the medical aesthetic field, well, with us not having, I don't do any surgery because I'm a nurse practitioner, but I know when to direct my patients to surgery. And I think, again, having that expertise and having the tools to communicate 
expect appropriate expectations with your patients and what else they can do out there is really important. I think cosmetic surgery has a great place and I think that they can work we can work really, really beautifully with, with cosmetic surgery. I always tell my patients that if I think they're a good surgical candidate, I'm going to be very honest with them because they're going to still need me. Yeah. <laughs> they still need me. So we work together hand in hand, but I think some patients and a lot of the patients who come in to see us, since we are mainly just injectable practice and we don't do surgical, a lot of those patients aren't interested really in surgical alternatives, I guess. So it really depends on the patient, but I do think that it's very important that we discuss both with our patients if we think that they could get a better result from one or the other. And it's all about the expectation. So as soon as a patient comes in and they're pulling back on their skin like this, I'm like, ooh, I will not be able to do anything like that for you. So let's talk about surgery. Are you even interested in surgery? Because these are a little more surgical and minded, these kind of results that you're giving me here. So I think it's just being really open and honest about expectations, but also utilizing the two of them and understanding that there's a place for both of them. Got it, got it. Now, how would you say that you balance providing a relaxing experience for your patients, but also ensuring their safety and well-being during treatment? Because I know that's one issue that a lot of people have in their mindsets, like, oh, you hear these horror stories. So how do you balance that relaxation experience and the safety? Yeah, I think that's a tough one. I think that when it comes to poking someone's face and having needles involved, I don't think it's always super relaxing to the patient, especially if it's their first time. But I think that the time we spend with our patients prior is really important. So we typically have longer appointment times than most medical spas do. So our we have some appointments that are quicker if they want to, but most of our appointments are at least 30 minutes long and new patient appointments are even longer. So there are a lot, there's a lot of time that my injectors and myself get to bond with the patient and really connect with the patient, which I think makes it a way more relaxing experience for our patients. But our MO isn't as relaxing, it's more fun. So I would say we have a lot of things that instead of relaxation are more taking their taking their mind off of things when it comes to the scariness of getting injectables. So we have a claw machine, we have fun vibrators and squishy balls that are in the shape of boobs. Like we have a lot of fun stuff that helps relax our patient by having a lot of fun and introducing a lighthearted kind of hangout with our patients. And I've noticed that that just goes such so much further when we connect with our patients, really talk to them, hear them, explain everything, but then provide them with these little mini experiences on the way. They usually do absolutely excellent when it comes to actually, this is the scary part of getting injected. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And it's actually, it's a great segue into my next question. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how you answer this, but because uh, you've done this in your business, you've done this in the way you treat your patients. Now, when it comes to the specific patient care, a lot of people think about, well, anything medical related, you have the step-by-step process, you have this procedure, you have this protocol they have to follow. So what would you say, what role does creativity play in the way you approach patient care? Wow, that's a great question. And I love that question. Creativity is, is basically everything in my life. 
And I think owning up to our own creativity and allowing our own creativity to shine through is what makes a really successful med spa, a really successful practice, a really successful injector or provider. When you allow yourself that creativity, there are medical procedures that we, we standard operating procedures that we have to follow or that we have to write, but understanding that medicine isn't black and white. And so art isn't either. We have art and we have medicine at the same time. So we have to combine that creative kind of fluff that we have within the medical field that we get to do here. But I think when you realize that every single patient is a unique situation and a unique individual with unique needs and unique financials, everything. We have to know that every patient is so different and knowing that every single appointment is going to be different too. Every single consult, there's not one consult that has gone the same exact way for any patient because everyone's so Thanks different. Thanks for listening so to the Beauty Talk podcast. Allowing yourself to be any really questions, please contact the, the practice directly with the contact with information provided really during the show. That you are we'll see you again next time. For them, right? Bye for now. I don't usually do things this way, but I think for you, we're going to do it this way because that makes so much more sense for you. Those are those moments where your patients are going to feel so connected when you allow yourself to think outside the box. Got it. No, that's a great answer. I kind of figured you'd have a really uh, interesting answer when it comes to creativity. Oh, now, creative. now, I'm really curious. I'm sure you've run into some uh, challenging cases throughout the life of your business. So can you think of maybe one story that really stands out in your mind of a challenging case that came in, but ultimately you were able to get them a successful result? Yeah, I have, we have a lot of interesting cases that come in and we've had, I think some of the best interesting cases are those that you make this unbelievable transformation with somebody even if it's not that big of a transformation it is to them and when you make them feel a certain way i think that that is what gives us the most reward so there have been a couple of instances where we have like people who have scars on their face that we're able to really transform the way that they see themselves from something that's completely outside of their control that is really magical but I would say I've had a couple of, of cases of, of learning opportunities where we've gone pedal to the metal on doing one way and then shifting a completely different way over the course of years where I was just doing biostimulants for a while and then all of a sudden it's like we're waiting too long for it and now they're like all I want is fillers and we're going the filler route. It's, it's so crazy how knowing a patient for five years and going all over the place and shifting our goals as they age and what means what where they're at in their life and what they need at that period of time it's been really cool to grow old with some of our patients and and watch the shift of what they need at at certain times in their life i think that is what is really cool about the tough cases is you just have to keep pivoting and you have to be creative mm -hmm. the, the, there's there's times where i'm like i don't know what to do in this case but let's do this and let's try it out and work with the patient. But yeah, I think, I think the tough cases are, are really what makes all of it worth it because once you get through it and you look back and you're like, wow, you can learn so much from a tough case, but you can really, really change someone's life, which is, which is like the big reason why we're doing this. So. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't really realize when they think about the aesthetic industries, they, they just think, oh, it's all just about vanity and looking good, but they don't really see behind that. Like when you change the way someone looks, like it can completely turn around their life. Like it's just right. emotionally can completely turn them around and turn them into a new person. A new person. And I mean, I, I've, 
interviewed a lot of other medical practitioners and the biggest reason they say they do this is because they're able to change people's lives mm-hmm. like people that thought they were in a hopeless situation they were able to get them a good result and they're just a new person because of it Right, right. I think that's a that's a that's a huge point is some people have these preconceived notions of these treatments, but they don't understand on the back end what that can do for someone. So when someone tells somebody else, hey, like, I don't think you need that treatment, you're shutting down someone that is clearly already thinking about it because they want to feel better about themselves. And I think that Oh, that's a whole nother, a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. But yeah, really supporting people. I think when they, when they're talking about getting these treatments is really important. I hope that we see that in the future. Okay. And speaking of the future, where do you think the future of aesthetics is going? Yeah. So I think kind of like what we were saying earlier, I I truly feel like the biostimulation and the anti-aging from within is where we're going to start seeing a lot of trends happening that way with the functional medicine, kind of going that route. I think that there is going to be a lot of new things coming to the market after a lot of studies that have been happening the past, I'd say like 10 to 15 years. And now I bet a lot, we're going to be seeing a lot of new different peptides coming in Well, they're getting rid of peptides now. But as we continue to move forward, I think we're, we're going to see a lot of new things kind of coming, coming out with how we take care of our bodies and how that is going to affect the aging on the outside as well. But I think we're the naturalness of aesthetics is going to going to always prevail. And I think that we are going to work our way into being like getting your hair done. I think we're going to be on that level in the next five to 10 years of, oh, I'm getting my Botox. Yeah, that's just as usual as getting your hair done or something like your nails done. So I think that's where we're moving. I think we're moving for it to be less taboo more natural and of course utilizing our body a little bit more to to get the most out of anti-aging got it now i have one uh, last question for you but before i ask it i want to point people to your website at www.sweettalks.com now last question is what do you think is the most important piece of advice you can give to someone who's maybe on the fence about getting a aesthetic procedure done but something is holding them back i would have to say if you're on the verge of wondering whether or not you should do something that you should really think within about what really makes you happy if someone comes in and doesn't know if they want to do something, I encourage them not to do it. If you're not gung-ho about doing something, then I don't think you should do it. What I do think you should do is do research. Make sure that you see someone that you know is going to take really good care of you and be honest with you, communicate and connect with you. And then you will feel probably really confident about taking on any one of those treatments. But kind of meeting meeting some of these injectors and really seeing how you connect with them, I think is the best way if you're on the fence and make sure that you you trust that person, that you trust the person that you're trusting with your face. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I would say just like, make sure that you have a really good connection and 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 feeling about the person that you're, you're gonna get treated by. Okay, perfect. Well, there you have it, Katie sharing her expertise. Now, Katie, where can people contact you in your practice? Yeah, so www.sweettalks.com. And then on Instagram, we are sweet underscore talks. And you can sweet search Sweet Talks on Facebook as well. Um, we love to connect with other med spa owners or just other people. So give us a, give us a DM and we'll, we'd love to chat with you. 
Perfect. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show and sharing your message. Thank you so much for having me. This was great.